Welcome everyone to episode 26 and actually the season one finale of the Gamify Everything podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Howard, and today we are joined by none other than Linda Goetz. Is it Goetz? Goetz? How do I pronounce it? It depends. You know, in German, it's Goetz. Um, in, in just plain U.S. speak, it's Getz. So Getz. I, I get everywhere in between. No worries. <laughs> okay. Okay. Excellent. Well, Linda Getz, welcome to the show. It's an honor to meet with you again. You and I have had several conversations. We missed an opportunity to meet in person. Uh, my wife was having some morning sickness, you know, but I, I can't wait for a chance for us to, to get together here in person. But we're excited to hear from you. This podcast is powered by Gamify. It's an audio launch pad for everything gamified. So um, play to earn games, the metaverse, anything blockchain enabled. And you're here today to talk to us about the next generation of tech powering each of those things. Before we, we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about your background? I'm, I'm an educator, Marcus. Uh, I, I taught for 13 years. Um, you know, when, when you think about where I came from initially, I was actually made in Peru and then uh, came uh, to my, actually my mom came to Florida and I'm one of those native born Floridians. It's very, very rare. Um, and uh, actually just recently have moved back here, but throughout my, uh, my time from being made in Peru and, and being here today, uh, I've had the pleasure to teach for 13 years. Um, I'm Reg Ed Special Ed and Gifted Certified and uh, left teaching to caretake for my in-laws for three and a half years. And during that time frame, um, the uh, investment that we had made, my husband and I, in Bitcoin back uh, beginning of 2012, um, you know, we, we all know there's been some fun, fun runs uh, with the, the value of Bitcoin. And uh, so I got to choose what I wanted to do um, following that three and a half year caretaking time frame. And being uh, in the space, we were in Atlanta, there was a lot of energy, you know, think 2017, um, you know, timeframe, and I started connecting with the community uh, very strongly around blockchain and um, met with the, the founders of the Blockchain Chamber of Commerce and uh, had the opportunity. And it was it was kind of crazy because I didn't realize I was an early adopter like that. That's how like out of touch. I mean, I, I probably went over a year without even looking at the Bitcoin price um, at, at one point during that caretaking time frame. So um, seeing people, you know, saying, you know, yeah, they, they had owned cryptocurrency for a month or three months. And like, that was a big deal. And they actually at one of the events had people raising their hand for how long they'd owned, you know, Bitcoin or any other crypto. And um, you know, three years, I'm still holding my hand up. Nobody else in the room is. And when I still had it up at five years, um, you know, people were looking like, and I'm thinking, what? <laughs> you know, so yeah, I've, I've been an early adopter. Um, you know, it's been over 10 years now uh, in, in Bitcoin specifically, but then diversified across multiple tokens and projects and have, have really enjoyed my engagement with the community, with the, the innovation that's happening. Uh, it's tremendous. And the, the Blockchain Chamber of Commerce has been a big part of that and the, the connections that have been made through that, the voices that we've been able to amplify through the chamber. Um, it's, it's just been a wonderful journey over the, you know, the, the span of the last 10 years. So um, I'm still an educator um, and still still connecting the, the dots and seeing how I can best support innovation. So. Excellent. Well, 
congratulations on a tremendous 10-year run. Uh, I've been in the space roughly about 10 years as well, at least as a consumer. Uh, I've been following generally you know, uh, blockchain since roughly 2010. So I have an IT degree, just kind of following bleeding edge tech. But uh, I was working for a university at the time. And, and as you know very well, when Bitcoin launch it was very closely tied to the Silk Road. Uh, and as a university employee, like I didn't even want that to be in like, <laughs> any search traffic <laughs> about the Silk Road. Uh, so I, unfortunately, I, I did not become you know uh, financially independent from it because I, I bank fees basically from CEX when they delisted Doge, which of all things is now like one of the trending tokens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I'm glad to hear that you were able to get in early, and and you you followed some advice that I heard uh, during my early years in the space as well as like. You believe in a token, just buy the token and basically forget about it. But don't forget your, you know, your, your seed words or, um, right. you know, right. where, where you, where you put that hardware wallet. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you were able to, to gain that independence and, and then be able to basically have the freedom to choose something that, that fulfilled you. And, and that's what's so inspiring me about this space when I, I first learned about it is that potential. So you are a living example of that realized. Um, I feel very blessed and fortunate and thankful. And that's what it like kind of pushes me because I didn't do anything, you know, special. Right. Um, I actually saw a pop up for a Bitcoin faucet. You remember back in the day where they were trying to incentivize people to, you know, be part of the the Bitcoin, you know, blockchain support system. Um, it was it was incentivized through gaming, and you know, so you were downloading a wallet. Not, I mean, you weren't realizing that you're becoming part of the network doing that. But um, that was that was how I got introduced to it, and it was one of those like, what is Bitcoin? Like, I had no idea. I didn't. I didn't come in through the, you know, Silk Road. I'd never smoked pot. You know, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't even know Silk Road was a thing for years. Um, but uh, definitely appreciated the, um, you know, whatever it was that that little nudge. Um, actually, it was like a compulsion. <laughs> like I had to engage with Bitcoin at the at the time that I was figuring out what it was. Um, it, it just it was a necessity. So um, whatever inspired me, um, I, I just am very, very thankful and want to give back and help support other people in their education and awareness building and, and finding opportunity in this emerging tech. So, yeah, I'm very thankful. Thank, thank you for that that perspective and that generosity as well. We, we are streaming live across all the platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, LinkedIn. And then obviously broadcasting the audio here in the Discord, and it will go out to the podcast platforms later. So if anyone has any questions, uh, Calvin, I see you in the audience. Not to put you on the spot, but I see you in the audience. If you have a question, feel free to raise your hand up to the stage and ask the questions live. I, I want to learn more about, you were mentioning a new token. So I, I want to get into that, but, but very quickly, I have some exciting news. Uh, the pancake swap approved, or proposal was approved. So you can now stake uh, syrup. Let me get this. I want to make sure I get this right. You can stake. There's a cert pool for GMI tokens for a cert pool and farm. So it was approved. It was like 95% vote in favor of, of that. So shout out to the community. You mentioned community earlier. Shout out to everyone who helped make that happen. This is another exciting growth for the ecosystem, the platform and the ecosystem, play to earn, uh, metaverse and all of that. Can you talk a little bit about what you mentioned earlier? We didn't dive into it too, too heavily because I wanted to save it for the podcast, but I have a learning opportunity here and I'm always <laughs> going to engage those when I have them. 
No, that's that's awesome. And uh, I was referencing um, the Cradles.io project, and it's it's one of those play to earn, learn to earn type of games. And um, what they have developed is the the ERC three six six four token, and it's a completely new standard um, that that ticks some really interesting boxes. So the the smart contract um, has like some unique uh, qualities that haven't really existed in the the NFTs, the attributes that we've been familiar with, and um, they're. Changeable, transferable, upgradable, and evolvable. And the the evolvable is the really like clutch. And if you can imagine going through a world where you are creating an NFT through what you collect, and it, it is going to be unique because you're uniquely experiencing this world. But then as you continue and progress through time in that world, that NFT that you have created by collecting different attributes in the, the ecosystem, it, it evolves. It, it grows and changes based on the parameters of, of time and you know position. And it, it, it just creates a whole different... Um, uh, it, it almost brings it to like real world, like the, the possibility of entropy, right? Um, it, it's, it's a, it's, it's not static anymore. And, you know, when, when people talk about, you know, NFTs and you have non-fungible tokens, okay, they're unique in some aspect, but then and people are like, oh, it's, it's just a, you know, one of those little gifts. It's a picture, you know, I can go pull that off of, you know, XYZ. Right, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. So it, it's it's a little bit mocked, right? That that these NFTs are so static, and what do they truly represent? You know, are the, are they a packet of rights? Um, do they do they actually give you something beyond a, a little snapshot of, of a picture in a moment in time? And um, we're we're starting to see the evolution of protocols that will enable these NFTs to be truly uniquely empowering in the the world that they're in and you know like i said it's it's a specific project that is creating this protocol to be able it's the cradles project um and and that's one of the investments that the coin intelligence fund has participated in um if if you want to kind of check out some of the other ones that they have it's coin intelligence fund uh, backslash portfolio, and you can see all of their um, investments. You know they have uh, decimated and rebel bots. I think those are a couple of the biggest projects that they've um, focused on. But you know the the innovation that comes when funds are are putting dollars towards creativity in this space. Uh, it, it's you have to have that that combination, right? Um, we, we can't just as, as creatives expect to um, build over time without having that funding support, that runway. And so it's, it's been wonderful, um, you know, in, in the time frame in, in which I was advising the Coin Intelligence Fund um, to, to be able to see creators getting the runway that will enable them to execute on these really innovative new models, these protocols that bring uh, a unique experience into the digital worlds. Uh, it, it's it's just 
yeah, it, it, it lights all of my, all of my buttons for, you know, happy, happy to see growth happening. That's going to improve, not just gaming experiences, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fun. You know, my, my son does Roblox and, you know, he, he's a gamer, but I, I see it really positively impacting education as well. And that experience that can be had, um, where, where learners are, are actually, um, I think, let me see if I can find the, the stats really quick. I think PWC, um, did a, a study. They found that learners trained with VR were up to 275% more confident to act on what they learned after training. And that's a 40% improvement over in-person classroom learning and a 35% improvement over e-learning, right? So, I mean, that's, that's the magic when you can open up a desire to engage. Um, in, in the years that I taught, I had two rules in my classroom. One was for me and one was for my kids. And my, my job, my rule was inspire desire. Mm-hmm. And the rule for the kids was make good choices. <laughs> and if, if you can like literally have those two things happening in a classroom and then add the component of a VR to really ratchet up that inspired desire to engage. I mean, we can, we can touch so many kids so much earlier, so much more impactfully. Um, it, it's just, it's an exciting time to, to see this, this innovation taking off. So. Um, oh, and by the way, that, that PWC study was brought to my attention as we were building the Voices of Blockchain, the most recent edition um, with the Blockchain Chamber of Commerce. So uh, if you go to the Blockchain Chamber of Commerce uh, LinkedIn page, you can you can see um, the kind of perspective insights of I think it's 17 different individuals um, that are just kind of sharing what they're excited about, uh, what's coming in the metaverse, what they hope to be able to do, the engagement models, the perspective building, I think is really, really neat. So, um, you know, fun place to, to go and check that out. I'm going to try to bring that up on the screen so that people watching this video can see it later. Um, and then, you know, if you please describe it for those who are joining us in audio right now in Discord and then later. Um, let's see, blockchain, I think. Yeah. Blockchain Chamber of Commerce. Chamber of Commerce. Um, let me now let me share my screen. Um, as soon as I figure out which one of those buttons yeah. I need to click and to make that happen. We've done we've done other voices of of blockchain, and we've got two more lined up that are really exciting, kind of fun. Um, we we've recognized that everybody has unique perspectives and. You know, bringing that together in, um, you know, a cohesive way through the, the voices model is something that, uh, Tracy Levine, who's the, the president of the board for the blockchain chamber of commerce has, uh, really been instrumental in. And, uh, she's, she's on the, the picture top left. If you're looking at the, the screen, um, I gave my, my little perspective building ad on there. So you see me on the top right and. Uh, there's there's just some tremendous human beings, and you'll probably notice there's a lot more women than you generally see on panels. Um, mm-hmm. And we've been very very intentional with that, not not in any way to disregard the amazing men that are are part of the community. It's it's just because we know that there's a preponderance of you know men and male voices that are being heard. We're we're wanting to help elevate and give opportunity for 
those female voices that might not otherwise have a stage to to share their perspectives. And we we need balanced perspectives. And that's the um, the point is to try to help bring balance. We unfortunately haven't had the the representation on the female side of things um, being uh, as balanced as it should be. So we're we're working to help support that shift and and elevate voices that um, if, if you read through that you'll you'll really enjoy. There's there's some neat um, ways of looking at the world that you might not have uh, you know thought about and. You know, everybody's coming at it from where their experience base lies. And I think that's why it's so powerful is you're, you're likely to, to resonate with one or several of the perspectives because it's going to be in alignment with yours. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you're going to be hearing perspectives from people that you're, you're like, oh, wow, I hadn't thought of it that way. Or, you know, that, well, I didn't realize that, you know, people that are in the building you know, vertical would like care about this metaverse thing, right? Um, it, it, it's just that that perspective building that that we're really excited to do at the chamber, and it really fulfills part of our social mandate, which is raising awareness, and mm-hmm. then we have facilitating adoption and inspiring advocacy. Those are the the three um, core tenets of of what we do. And, um, the facilitating adoption part is, you know, where, where I have the the most fun with the emerging tech stacks. Um, but the, the raising awareness is so important and then inspiring advocacy, uh, once again, you know, plays an important role in, in actually initiating change. Well, I'm not going to fault you or argue, with you for, for doing this. I think this is tremendous and necessary. You know, and I'm going to say it again, it's a necessity for the space to have these extra perspectives because, and I don't know why there's, there's this misconception that, that amplifying underrepresented voices seems to be like this closed system where it, it has to cannibalize the, the existing dominant voice in order to, to provide this parity. But there's, there's no shortage of panels that are, that are all men, right? And, and that, that's not representative of the global population. Right. So if you want the metaverse <laughs> right. to be like really kind of this digital twin experience, we, we need to, to make sure that everyone has a seat at the table and, and you don't have only women here. You mentioned it yourself and, and this, you said this is one of several of these these different initiatives that you've done. So I'm sure you'll do several more in the future. And, and again, it's not going to create less speaking opportunities for men um, no. or, or people who are not of color. But it's, it's important to have those perspectives so that you you can create the, the maximum value possible out of an opportunity. It's not only like perspective of thought, but it's also how do you understand the mindset of the consumer that you want to engage with whatever this project is that you're building. Absolutely. Right? If you can't speak their language or communicate with them, then it won't resonate with them and then they won't engage. You're, you're spot on. There, there's nothing about elevating the minority voice that takes away from any other voices or any other minority or any other, I mean, it, it really has to be the, the perspective of cohesion. And the, I, I have uh, one of my pinned articles on LinkedIn is we are so connected. And if we recognize the, the, the DNA connectedness that we have, um, not only with other human beings, but with our, our planet, with nature. Um, we, we would just do life differently, 
right? We, we would, we would talk differently. We would engage differently. Um, you know, we would make very different choices. And I think as more and more people recognize and, and become attuned to that connectivity that we have, um, we're, we're going to have a, a very different outcome with the, the relationships that we have with the, the way that we treat our planet. Uh, it, it's, it's just necessary. We, we have to shift perspective first and then the appropriate actions will come out as an expression of that shift. So we're, we're just trying to do our small part and, um, you know, feel that there's a, there's a, a global energy leading in that direction that, um, is really, really positive. So. Well, keep up the great work because, again, it's important and, and vital to success of the ecosystem long term. I, I, I want to, while I have this screen up, um, jump over to Coin Intelligence Fund so you can speak more on that. But while I, I make that shift, A, can you give me the URL so I go to the right website? <laughs> yeah, it's it's cointelligencefund.com, I believe I had it up. Um, oh, no, sorry, cointelligence.fund. See that? There we go. Both terms and conditions. I'm going to speed read all of this. <laughs> yeah, and definitely and confirm. confirm. <laughs> None of this is, is is financial advice, research, et cetera, et yeah. cetera. And if you do backslash closely. portfolio on it, um, that'll that'll show you some of the the projects that they've invested in. Um, it's it's definitely a a focus. Um, I mean, there's there's ones that I'm I'm not sure I'm going to be having my son playing like right now at, at 13. Like decimated. I, I'm um, yeah, I was just looking at so decimated. Yeah, not, not on that list. That is not kid friendly. <laughs> right. So, um, Ooh, time you know, Raiders. This, time this Raiders is, is a small world. Time Raiders is one of the ideos of the Gamify uh, platform. A small world. Yeah, it, it's a small world, and uh, we're we're just you know the. Nothing, nothing about, you know, Cointelligence Fund or what they've chosen to invest in is a financial advice or recommendation for any of the games. Um, I just, I I know the team that has been doing the, you know, I was on their advisory panel. Um, There, there are very real, um, very, very positive reasons why these specific projects were chosen to be invested in and the, the innovation, you know, like I mentioned with the, the new ERC um, protocol that, you know, is coming because of the types of investments that have been made here. Uh, it, it's just, it's part of the positive growth cycle. Um, I believe in, in the gaming industry that learn to earn the, you know, play to earn. Um, there's a, there's a lot of good things here and, we're we're hopeful that you know obviously as a fun we would like all of these projects <laughs> projects to succeed and be amazing um but uh yeah it's it's does does each of these games you know as you explore them um does it do something that is positive for you like do you enjoy learning around, you know about the pre-jurassic period or you know is there um you know something about it that is a positive for you if if not you know, it's, it's not the right game for you. You know, you're, you're not the right audience. And, um, these, some of these are very niche and, uh, some of them, you know, will, 
I believe, you know, be, be pulled into the classroom as, mm-hmm. as part of an immersive experience. Um, you know, there's, there's so much opportunity here and this is just a tiny little kind of, you know, subset of the, the gaming, uh, industry that is, is focused on blockchain innovation. And we have, yeah, so, so many more in the, the ecosystem. This is just a, a fun batch that, uh, I can, you know, say from personal experience has been well vetted and uh, has strong positive potential for, for growth and, and really deving out um, what they've promised. And we all know in this industry that that's really, really a big deal because it, we've had a lot of, um, I hesitate to call them rug pulls, but it, it kind of really is. You know, you, you have this flash. You and it, it's a flash and dash, right? It's like, you know, these great graphics and rah, 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 and, you know, and and then the game doesn't materialize in, in the way that it was promised. So um, much more hopeful, you know, with this subset, um, just because what I know about the the vetting process that they went through to to be in this batch. But um, yeah, on on Yavin is is one of those guys that you know people in the industry you know saw as uh, he he was a scam fighter, like he he went after the bad actors, and so. Uh, him, you know, being involved and in, in helping lead the the vetting for these games, um, I think speaks volumes as well. So, I don't think that gets enough credit. Um, what you just described about Onyavin is that yes, certainly we all want to celebrate the great things that are happening in the space. We also have to equally recognize that there are bad things happening in the space, and that it's not terrible to identify and call it those things that are bad. I think it's actually helpful for the ecosystem because at the very least, you're educating those who might not know better. And I think ultimately it, it creates kind of a, a reference point as people are trying to navigate to their projects in the future, their efforts in the future. My son's running the scooter to the office door, so I apologize for that. <laughs> uh, about what what works, what doesn't work. Like learning, what does it say, a, a smart Smart person learns from their own mistakes. A wise person learns from the mistakes of others. So whether they're intentional or unintentional mistakes, like it's examples for us to use as reference points as we continue to move forward. To learn from, absolutely. And I'm not going to read through all of these projects because um, those of you who are watching can see the screen. But for those of you who are listening, again, you want to go to coinintelligence.fund slash portfolios. So C O I N. T-E-L-L-I-G-N-C-E dot F-U-N-D slash portfolio. And I think what's particularly interesting is that A, I recognize some of these games. Again, Time Raiders is part of uh, the IDEO platform and, and, and decimated. I have known that team, of that team for four years now. They were doing this back before, you know, NBA top shot. Before it was cool. Before it was cool. And (laughs) I've had conversations with some of the founding members of the team and and it's been a, a journey for them. But I think what's also interesting is that this, out of this portfolio, what is it, three, six, nine, uh, let's call it 15, 12, 12 investments, um, you know, 80% of them are games. Um, so I, I said that's maybe it's the, the thesis, but it says you know, education investments. I think it's telling that most of these are gaming. And you made several references to that in your journey here and, and how important it is to education. Yeah, it draws it draws people in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and 
when when I think about my initial exposure to Bitcoin, it was through a gaming interface. It was through a, you know, hey, play and learn. Mm-hmm. You know, get this drip every 10 minutes, you know, you're 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 getting a little Bitcoin. So um it, it's I believe going to be a huge part of the mass adoption cycle. And um yeah, happy that Cointelligence Fund, you know, actually they made a shift to the gaming side of things. Um initially it was just around, you know, blockchain based projects. And it became so obvious that the the immediate growth opportunities were in gaming. And so it's it's been fun to to watch that you know, kind of evolution and progression and engagement very specifically and dialed into the the blockchain-based gaming industry. And a lot, of, a lot of opportunity there. And, you know, gaming is just a thing, right? Um, but it, it's how we use those things and uh, engage with them that, that makes a, a huge difference. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more and more educational applications and the the fun that the gaming world can bring, um, I think will help tie that together. So it's it's a it's a good good time of growth. And I, I'm sure we're going to have the, the flops and the fails along the way, right? You know, of course, of course. you think about your kids learning to walk and I mean the <laughs> the time that they're actually growing the most is when they're face planning the most, right? They're just, they're like, I, I can run and then boom, you know? So we're, we're, we're getting, you know, to the slightly more mature stage as an industry where mm-hmm. there's fewer and fewer of those, you know, face plants, but you know, you start getting kids on skateboards and you start, you know, accelerating growth and you, you know, you, you, you see a broken arm or, you know, roughed up knee uh, every once in a while still. And, and we're seeing that. We're seeing it some with the bridges that are being built. Um, you know, we, we just most recently, I think it was $612 million. Uh, the, the Axie Infinity. From the Axie Infinity Bridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I hope people aren't seeing that as, oh, you know, blockchain is vulnerable. Right. Because it wasn't the actual, you know, base blockchain that was hacked. And, um, you know, some people, they, they just hear, you know, oh, my gosh, you know, 600 plus million dollars was, you know, pulled out of the system. And they assume that blockchain is something that they should avoid because it's vulnerable. And um, we do have to recognize that the bridges are vulnerable. Um, we have evidence of that. Um, and, and humans <laughs> the most vulnerable piece that, of it is the human piece. A real huge part of that vulnerability. So, you know, getting getting ourselves as humans, um, you know, more aware of cybersecurity, um, you know, how to interface um, safely with different platforms. Uh, you know, it's, it's a learning curve. So definitely part of the conversation <laughs> that we're currently in. Excellent, excellent. I, I want when you have uh, in a few mo- moments, if you will talk about our previous conversation about like the fear of the unknown, I do have some housekeeping items update for those of you who are listening. Again, Gamify has its own token. It's the GMI token. You can go to the website right now, gamify.gg and stake it for up to 225% APY. 
And here's just a, a little bit of alpha. We've got a new set of NFTs coming. I can't name what genre. Like I can't give you that much alpha. But I, what I can tell you is in store here in, in quarter two, you can look up for personal avatar creation and an NFT dashboard. So as you're partaking in the community and getting these NFTs to get you that whitelist access, uh, you'll now have a way soon to see both your own personal avatar and those NFTs. I, I, I'm not clear to share the, the next genre uh, of NFTs, but definitely stay tuned for that. It's, it's exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Linda, can you talk a little bit about uh, the fear of the unknown? We were talking earlier about like the, the biggest obstacle in your opinion to mainstream adoption. Share a little more about that. Yeah, we've we've definitely seen fear play a huge role in the adoption cycles. Um, and many people would just call them hype cycles, right? Mm-hmm. That we've we've seen with the the run-ups of the value of different cryptocurrencies. And the fear of the unknown is what keeps people from engaging, right? Like historically, with just about anything, if if we don't understand something, the odds are we're not gonna touch it. So what we've seen actually overcome that is the fear of missing out. So FOMO is is a driver, right? It, it makes people jump in when they don't fully understand things um, because their buddy did it and is now, you know, driving, you know, whatever XYZ brand of fancy car. Um, that That's the, the fear of missing out that has caused people to jump in in hype cycles that then... <laughs> leaves them also very disappointed when there's any kind of massive drop in price. And so that's really not the driver that should be pushing engagement, right? Um, what I believe we're in right now is a cycle where the fear of the known is driving engagement and adoption. And if you, if you look at what's happening globally and inflation and different known things that people are starting to get more and more aware of, if you recognize that there's a different way of storing and transferring value that isn't at the whim of different countries' uh, monetary policy choices, then you start doing differently with how you store your value. And so that's, that's what I'm seeing happening right now uh, is, is an adoption cycle that is truly not just allowing the fear of the unknown to keep people from engaging, but the fear of the known is driving them. And it's, it's not about the fear of missing out in the same way as it has been in the past. There's, there's, I'm sure still people that They'll jump into NFT projects. They'll, they'll jump into things because they are functioning on FOMO. It, that, it's still a driver. I mean, it's just basic human psychology. But the, the recognition that if we want to preserve value over time, we need to do something differently with how we store value. That is, in, in my opinion, what's incentivizing pushing not only individuals, but corporates to put things like Bitcoin on the balance books. It's, it's just a, a it's, it's hedging, right? It's, it's hedging. It's, it's exactly hedging. what it is. It's hedging. <laughs> just in case this, this metaverse thing is real, let me make sure that you know, you're part of the, the journey. You don't want to be you know, blockbuster. You said that streaming was a fad. And now I think there's what, like, they were offered to buy Netflix twice and they turned on both opportunities. And now there's maybe two of them left and one of them is in Alaska. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, history does give us lessons like that. It's just a matter of whether we uh, we learn and actually act differently. So it's it's the doing life differently that um, you know sometimes people are still held back a little bit by that fear of the unknown. And so you know I encourage them to connect. You know, connect with you know people that you've seen have been in this technology for a while. And don't go to the hype cycle people that have expert of XYZ and, you know, you just saw them change their profile three weeks ago, um, you know, from something that was totally different. Uh, you, you can definitely find the OGs, the, the people like Marcus, yourself, um, yeah, that, that have just kind of walked the walk and engaged with the technology in, in different ways um, as it's grown. And um, we, we need people to... To, to look for the legitimate sources of information. I mean, 101 blockchains is a great kind of starter place. If, um, you know, you're, you're going like, I really don't understand this. Um, go, go find those places, build your perspective by reading the voices of blockchain, you know, at the blockchain chamber of commerce site. Do, do the things that help get you past your fear of the unknown, right? You have to make a choice. Um, maybe we can inspire some desire here, Marcus, but, uh, then, you know, whoever is listening, they have to go make those good choices and, you know, do their research and figure out what's, what's right for them. So hopefully we've, we've inspired a little bit of, of desire and, and raised a little of awareness. And, um, you know, when, when we're looking at what's the, the next, what's the next thing, right? Um, it, Kind of beyond blockchain, I I think the the adoption cycle of blockchain has been interesting, starting with Bitcoin, you know, a little over 13 years ago. But uh, I think blockchain is just going to be treated as a thing in the the omniverse, right? Yes. We, we're not going to yes. be stuck in any specific metaverse if we have the right substrate infrastructure to to be able to have that global connectivity, that universal framework of things. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited about kind of that next, next gen, next steps, um, infrastructure that, that we're seeing, you know, literally tech stacks, uh, being built to substantiate. So we're, we're in a, we're in a good place of growth right now. We are. And I count you as a, a thought leader and, a, and an, an OG in the space as well. So I, I appreciate the compliment, but I, I've also seen and, and learned so much from you. If you, you mentioned a, a handful of websites. If you have any others that you would recommend for people who are listening, who want, who are inspired, uh, you know, to now have a desire to learn more. We're also, so name drop the, the blockchain chamber of commerce, different types of resources. And actually, if you want to give me the URL, I'll share here on the screen for people to see. Let's, let's go over that very quickly. Absolutely. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a little heads up with the blockchain chamber of commerce and it's .org for the website. Um, we had a membership model for years and we, as we transitioned um, from being a for benefit organization, which is technically a for profit to a nonprofit organization, a 501c3, we have taken and gotten rid of the membership model and are working to highlight our initiative model on the, the website. So that, that, is probably not quite where we want it right now. I know we're, we're in the, the middle of a, of a build. Um, mm -hmm. and take out of, it's blockchainchamber.org. Okay. 
Oh, blockchainchamber.org. I didn't yeah. mean to give an accidental shout out here to no, GoDaddy. No, no worries. Uh, now, now that I've said their name, in addition to putting it in live stream, hopefully they'll send some royalties or something. Yeah. Blockchainchamber.org. <laughs> yes, blockchainchamber.org. This, this is what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's not the, the blockchain chamber. Um, it is the, the blockchain chamber. So just in case uh, anyone gets in the, the, wrong, the wrong spot, um, we, we are working on getting the initiatives in place. Um, so like I said, we just transitioned at the turn of the year and, uh, have been, um, doing like the, the voices of blockchain and, mm -hmm. you know, having some things in, in that regard, but, um, come back in, uh, in the next month or so, and you'll, you'll be seeing some of the initiatives that, uh, you can connect with, contribute to um, either time, resources, um, you know, availability to be a mentor. That's uh, in part what we're wanting to, to help support as well is people having a place where they can give back, where mm -hmm. they can participate and contribute what they've learned. And, you know, we I think thankfulness is a huge driver, right? Um, I'm so thankful for the good things that have come into my life because of blockchain technology, because of the human beings that I've connected with, because of my engagement. Um, I, I want to give back. I want to share. I want to, you know, communicate. I want to mentor. I want to support growth. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to be having connectivity with the universal framework of things um, in, in a very unique way through the chamber. There's going to be, and, and I'm, I'm not able to, to give a whole lot of, um, you know, uh, spoilers, I guess, right now. Um, but not too much alpha. Yeah, the, thank you. Um, not too much alpha, but uh, <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're one of those people that likes to kind of geek out on things, um, I'll, I'll give you something that you can have fun with. Because um, this, is, this is a really interesting tie-in to... You know, blockchain being treated as a thing to, you know, metaverses having interconnectivity in a unique way and having AI or digital agents be able to act on our behalf in the digital worlds. And so the, the patent, uh, and this is super, like, I love it because it was issued on March 8th and that's International Women's Day. So when, when I heard that the patent was coming out on that day, it was, it was super exciting, but it's um it's USPTO one one two seven zero two two three. And um that that patent is a patent that is for the thing machine. And the thing machine is going to change the way we do life. Um, it, it's so simple that it can be spun up on a Raspberry Pi, but it can learn things and it learns nouns, verbs, and modifiers, and it can act upon those things in the digital world. And we as humans can have a physical connection to our digital agent, um, you know, through a, a holographic card. I, I'll actually show mine because I think. You know, sometimes actually seeing something, you know, helps helps people understand, you know, this is a, you know, made up. This is a thick hologram that's a, a QR code, um, multidimensional QR code that has been, you know, laser etched. And it's it's a different layers. So it can't just be photocopied 
and you know you print a thousand of them tomorrow right mm-hmm. um it's it's a unique piece of data that has actually been extracted from nature so it passes the NIST test for being you know absolutely unique and random so mm-hmm. that's the kind of the genesis block of the the universal framework of things model and I can connect it with a personal secret. And now, even if you find my card, you can't know what my multi-key is um, unless you pair it again with my secret. So mm-hmm. it becomes this, you know, very personalized connection point to the digital world. And then my agent, who's the, the AI thing machine, can act upon the communications that I have, the, I mean, it can encrypt, um, it can encrypt streaming data. I mean, it is, it is the most phenomenal bottom up, top down model enablement that I have ever seen. And so when, when we think about, you know, what is the future of blockchain? You know, what is, what is the future of gaming? Um, I, I see digital agency that not only can be used in the digital worlds and whatever, you know, metaverse model experience um, modality that we can build, but is also going to be managing my life, um, my, my finances, my communications with, you know, whether it's my bank or, you know, my brother. Yeah. It's, it's that ability to securely connect uh, across platforms and still be uniquely me, um, but through my digital agent. So it's, it's, a, it's going to be, I think the next three years, we, we will see the implementation of this tech stack in a way that's going to revolutionize not only gaming, but business as we know it and, uh, give, give us as humans a lot of, um, potential and an opportunity to connect differently. And this is, this is the, the, the interesting aspects of, you know, we're, we're, we're exploring new worlds. I, I know when you immerse yourself in a game, you know, you, you don't know what's going to be under the rock, right? Because you mm-hmm. didn't dev it out. Um, but you, you have this anticipation and I'm not a developer, yeah, I've, I've seen the tech stack that substantiates what I'm talking about. I've engaged with it, but I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, what's going to be under that, that next, that next rock. You know, how are we going to be able to connect? And we, we have the ability to spin up Bitcoin wallets that are managed by the multi key and have it like, like that and like quantum secure. Um, so, you know, people go like, well, when quantum comes, you know, Bitcoin is, is going to die. Um, no, like we're, we're solutioning, you know, towards that, uh, really effectively, I believe. And, um, that's, that's not, quantum is not a concern, uh, if, if we get rapid enough adoption with the tech stacks that, uh, we, we have at hand now. So yeah, it's, it's fun. You know, I think you did a disservice earlier when you described it as not a lot of alpha, <laughs> but when you, and then you go on to explain revolutionizing blockchain, metaverse, and society as we know it, I think that's a little bit more than just a little bit of alpha. So thank you so much for sharing that here on the podcast. Uh, I'm sure everyone who listens to it, we can we'll be able to 
reflect back to this episode, you know, again, two to three years from now, or maybe even sooner, depending on how people are innovating and say, wow, Linda basically gave us a crystal ball for the future. So thank you for that. It's it's a little bit of awareness raising, right? Mm-hmm. And we're 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 deep into the facilitating adoption side of things too. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, and I I hope that anyone who's listening today, as they begin to open their mind up to what's possible, that they take steps to engage in a way that helps bring to them the benefits of being early adopters, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're going to, I mean, just think about like apps when we, we started having apps on smartphones, you know, the, the first app store, like super simple, you know, very fundamental type of apps. Right. And, and now my, my son can, you know, go into a, a world building model through an app. And mm-hmm. so very, very similarly, we're going to have taps that are built where thing applications are coded out that you can upgrade your agent with. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the tap that's written that I can just tell my agent, file my taxes. And it can, it can aggregate everything that is digitally available to it to execute on that request. And, you know, so that, that's, that's part of my, you know, hopeful expectation. And we need people who are accountants, right? To, to take on that opportunity. And we need people who are, you know, in every vertical from energy to education, um, you know, government, there, there's going to be implementation that's going to make processes better, faster, cheaper, more secure. And now is the time to, to be engaging and, and finding how you can, you can take the advantage and the opportunity and, and do something differently that opens up your your future in in a beautifully unique way so i'm, I'm looking forward to the to the people who will come back you know marcus and in, in the two to three years and say i heard it i heard it on that podcast you know it's a, that next gen tech in the metaverse one yeah <laughs> well I, you know i wrote code for 15 years and then stopped when i, I full-time got into the blockchain and gaming space and, and, and then i guess had to step back into it very briefly to finish up a, a project for the nonprofit junior achievement. Uh, but I would definitely like to, to, you know, dust off my, my coding skills. If, if there are opportunities to work on this, because this is, this is phenomenal. This is why I got my IT degree to so be on the bleeding edge and, and help make sure that whatever technology is being developed and, and implemented and distributed is accessible and equitable and provides meaningful value. So if there is any opportunity, I'm glad to help support that. Uh, so thank you so much for your time. We've got two uh, other very quick announcements to make on the Gamify side. Number one, we just announced earlier today that our next IDO is Shiba Friend NFT. So those of you who tuned in last week to episode 24, uh, you heard and saw I interviewed Alan and, and the, the Shiba metaverse that he and his team uh, are all building at EPO and the co-CEOs are building together. They will be our next I Hopefully that was announced. Otherwise, that's a ton of alpha. But I, I think I saw I saw in my channels that that was announced. So I'm going to echo the announcement. I think that that's now public information. Uh, so that that's coming up. So stay tuned. And then this is actually not only the end of season one of the podcast, but my last episode here with the podcast. 
Uh, as you all, or many of you know, I'm working in a contract capacity uh, in the gaming and blockchain space full time. And my contract has come to an end. I've had a, a tremendous, uh, wonderful time with the team, this podcast, all of the companies and the projects and the games and the knowledge that I've learned. So thank you to Laura and Casey and Shane and, and all of the uh, Snow White, who's in the audience now, and and, and everyone. I, you know, I, I don't have all the names in front of me, but thank you all as the community managers and everyone for, for the amazing experience. Uh, I, I will still be around. I believe in the future of play to earn and the metaverse. Um, so I will be supporting indirectly, uh, cheering on the, the future success. Uh, but my time here has come to an end. If you all would want to continue to follow it and, and, and see what I have coming up next, please connect with me on LinkedIn, Marcus Esports Howard. I do have my new book, uh, Innovate Gaming Esports. There is both a, a metaverse chapter and a, a NFT chapter. And all of it is about gaming and esports. Uh, that's, that's enough shameless plugs on, on my end here. But Linda, I want to give you the last word. Can you share where people can follow you, find you, support you, learn more about what's going on, taps and everything? Uh, thank you, Howard. Um, and I, I'm sorry, I use your last name, Marcus. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. People call me Malcolm all the time. I, I have an identical twin brother, so I get Okay. Mr. Howard, no, I, it, it's, it's just a pleasure and an honor to have gotten to share this last episode with you and to, uh, have the opportunity to, to connect, um, connect people to you, connect opportunities to your audience. Um, just a pleasure. And LinkedIn is probably my best interface location. Not a big Twitter head. Um, but you know, you, you can uh, reach out on any platform you're comfortable with, and uh, I'll try to, to wrap around. But LinkedIn is, is really my, my go-to place, the Blockchain Chamber of Commerce. Um, please like and follow that page as well. And we have, you know, if, if you can code in C and um, you're willing to learn a little bit, the, the thing machine language is going to be um, not a heavy lift at all, and it will open up opportunities and I know Marcus, uh, you know, speaking to you directly, I, I, I believe this could be a, a huge door of opportunity and as well for your audience, anybody who's considering, um, you know, doing things differently. This is a kind of a next gen place that you can connect. Um, if you're tied in with me on LinkedIn, um, I'll be sure to be posting where those access points are, um, for the trainings and certifications that are going to enable uh, the, the build out. And, uh, we, we have, we have so many good things to do better together. It's that, that's, that's a hashtag that I live by because the, the pie is so huge. The opportunity is so great. It, it can't and shouldn't be held in the hands of any individual or country or company or, you know, this, this is, this is a gift for humanity that, that is going to be opening up amazing new doors globally. And we're, we're really excited to, to have as many people kind of getting that paradigm, you know, shifting awareness happening and then engaging. So look forward to, to that in the future for sure. And, um, once again, Marcus, pleasure. You've, you've been one of the people that I've enjoyed watching and connecting with and, and following and, and your passion and purpose is, is very strong and positive and looking forward to getting your book and, uh, I hope I hope I get a fun autograph in it and uh, we'll we'll just continue raising awareness and facilitating adoption and inspiring advocacy better together.
I'll be sure to autograph your copy. Thank you for your support. And let's continue the conversation offline. Uh, one more thing I, I forgot to announce that I did pick up a new contract. I will now be a adjunct professor teaching esports trends at a historically black college and university called Johnson C. Smith University. So I'll be helping prepare seniors to start their careers and learn about the space. Really excited about that. It's, it's purposeful, meaningful work for me. But again, shout out to, to Jane, Ivy Marion, and the entire Gamify family. Uh, you all are all rock stars, and I, I just, I'm so excited for what you all will do in the future. So with that said, I don't know when the next episode's going to be, because I won't be the one hosting it. But what I can tell you is that if you follow Gamify on all their platforms, uh, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, I think that's all five. Oh, Telegram and Discord. You will certainly find out the next episode uh, information details. And, and this is just a great community to be a part of. So thank you all. This is my final good night, friends, and I'll see you around the metaverse. Thank you.